revolutions per minute. Check one, check two, RPM FM, revolutions per minute, indigenous music culture. This is your host, Oz12, and I'm on the line via Skype with Casp. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you know, you know. Good to have you here, man. Uh, you know, this being an indigenous music culture website and podcast and interview series, uh, we like to let people represent themselves in that indigenous way, you know? So if you could start with my name is and your name and your traditional name if applicable and nations and tribal affiliations and locations, you All know? Of you yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my name's Casp. Um, I'm Cree, from, originally from Drift Powell, Alberta. Grew up in East Van. I live in Penticton Indian Band, uh, Okanagan Nation. So yeah, I got a son, I got a daughter. They're both Okanagan and one's Okanagan and Cree. And got my wife here from the Okanagan. Her name's Elaine Alex. She's a big part, well, a big part of my music and she's also my manager, so. Well, that's cool, yeah. that's cool. What's that like, uh, what's that like, you know, like you seem to have sort of a, the, the family thing going on with your wife as a manager and you have kids and you, you know, what's fatherhood and, and husbandhood like within this <laughs> industry that we're in? It's amazing. I mean, it's it's very humbling and it's very uh, reality checking for me, right? As an artist, especially going out there and with what I say in my music. With my wife being my manager, she she really uh, helps me, keeps me grounded, you know, especially with family and with culture. And same with my baby and my kids, right? And yeah, it's 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 so different. Like I said, I have to watch what I say and you know speak speak the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and and have fun as well. You know, you know, speak, speaking about that. You know, and just you know, keeping it as real as I can. You know, for my family and myself, and for the people. You know. Yeah, I know that you work with a lot of youth and do a lot of youth workshop stuff. What has it been like for you to travel to these communities and do this kind of work? Awesome, amazing. Uh, you know, it, it reinforces why I do what I do, especially you know, with with hip hop music and you know, letting the kids have an outlet and you know showing them that there is more than one way to get your voice heard and to uh especially if there's anything going on in those communities and it gives them uh you know lets them figure out ways uh you know strategies how they could you know work within their community to solve issues that are happening right in their community so gives them that one tool and gives them a sense of purpose and a sense of pride i hope you know to help these kids say well okay if i want to be a rapper rock artist uh, teacher a doctor it shows them that you know me doing what i'm doing you know with the family plus being through what i've been through they could do whatever it is they wanted you know what i mean yeah so. yeah i know that doing workshops in my own experience uh, i used to do just strictly hip-hop workshops but then like you said you come across the 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 youth that want to do rock or country or R&B or, or something else other than hip hop. How have you worked that into your workshop structures? Uh, yeah, you know, like if, if they want to do powwow, if they want to do rock, I just say, hey, you know, let's let's do this. But, you know, show them that, you know, they can write about whatever they want to write about and, you know, try to get them to be experimental with whatever it is they're doing. You know what I mean? And it's it's awesome. It's been cool. And Especially with the other workshops, I do, you know, youth and care workshops and then I do like drugs and alcohol with my experience, you know, because, you know, I've, I've recently lost my father. He was uh, 14 years sober. He died on his birthday, like on the day of he would have been 14 years sober. So he helped a lot of street people. Uh, he fed street people 250 sandwiches to 250 bowls of soup, you know, a month. And a lot of my work now is dedicated to him. Same with my CD, Cask Musclaw is dedicated to him, right? And Musclaw, the reason why I called it Musclaw is because he was such a powerful man in my eyes, you know, 
surviving East Vancouver, being a drug dealer, being a pimp, being a heroin addict, being an alcoholic, right? So my work is solely directed around that and showing kids that if we could survive those things, those struggles, they can survive the struggles of either what they're going through on the res or in the inner city. So Muskoa means bear, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it means bear. And that's what my dad reminded me of. And so I dedicated to to him <laughs> that my new CD. So that's cool. Um, what's the CD called again? It's Cast Musqua? Yes, sir. Yeah, Cast Musqua. And uh, Casp is like, uh, actually means something now. It's like Casp Entertainment, my, my whole new, uh, my whole new uh, solo venture, right? It's uh, keeping alive stories for the people. So no matter where I go, whether it be East Van, Penticton, whatever, and you know, any reserve I go to, I try to make it a point to uh, talk to the elders and talk to the youth and find out, you know, legends or what's going on in their community and just really interacting and really trying to inspire them to, to share their story. So I do my best to share mine. So it's like a trade-off, right? Yeah. Um, what other ways does indigenous culture inspire your music creation? Oh, like mentally, it you know, keeping in contact, you know, going to sweats, talking to elders, uh, going to winter dances, going to different ceremonies and events and really just keeping in contact with the culture and with the people. Right. I know that's that's what I didn't do before. And that's why my my career just just crashed. You know what I mean? And because I wasn't keeping uh, keeping it real with myself, spiritually, ment- mentally, family, emotionally, you know, so. Yeah, it's, it's easy to get caught up into this uh, into this lifestyle or into uh, I've heard people calling it believe it our own bullshit, right? Um, <laughs> what, 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 are, what advice would you have for any young artists out there that are coming into this game? Know who you are, you know, know where you come from, know your roots, know, you know, speak to your elders and just, you know, once you know who you are as an individual, once you know where you come from, then you could, you know, do whatever it is you want to do. You could be as successful as you want to be. But if you don't uh, deal with your personal issues, deal with your demons, if you don't talk to people and if you don't, you know, know who you are, then, you know, you you could lose everything in a heartbeat. Just like I, right? I lost everything. (laughs) And then I was fortunate enough to get it back. Yeah, know, and, yeah, yeah. Stepping into authenticity in our own in our own artistry is a that, that that's a life testing thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I try not to be, you know, I well, I don't I don't uh, condemn, criticize, or complain. You know what I mean? And I don't uh, say you got to stop drinking, you got to stop doing that. I try to help the youth to make uh, decisions smart. You know, if they're gonna drink, if they're gonna do whatever, be smart. You know, and. Just don't put yourself in stupid situations, right? And with me, you know, I, I lost, well, as you heard, like I lost my group, like seventh generation. We used to do all sorts of things. And, you know, we achieved so much, so much things as a group together but that uh, once once we achieved, what was it, our 10th award or whatever, we lost everything. And it was because we all didn't deal with our each personal, you know, demons, right? And it snuck up on us and bit us, bit us in the ass and, you know, thank God, you know, I was able, well, thank the creator, you know, whatever you want to call him, I was given a second chance to do music and to do what I love to do, so. Well, it seems yeah. it seems like you've uh, you've been able to reframe those things. Uh, recently, you did a music video with a pretty popular director. Tell us about that. Oh, man, that was an uh, experience and a half. Uh, Stewie Kubrick, um, when I was working on my CD, uh, Paranoid Studios, um, really helped me like mold the CD together and cut out the songs that wouldn't really fit. And 
they happened to be doing a video with Stewie and I liked what he, what his vision was. I liked the way he, you know, was behind the camera. And I was like, hey, you guys, you guys want to do a video for this, for, for Honor Roll, you know, one of the singles on our CD, on my CD. And they're like, yeah, man. So, like, so luckily they, they knew who he was and, you know, he heard about what I was doing. And, you know, I just said, you know, you're, you're the professional Stewie. So I gave him, paid him what I had to pay him. And, he, he just did it. You know, I had brought him to Penticton because I wanted that Penticton feel because that's where I'm at now in, in the Okanagan. But I also wanted the East Van feel because that's where I grew up was in the projects in East Van. So he, with just what I asked him, you know, and gave him what are the ideas that I have, we meshed that together and, you know, pretty much put my life on that music video. And it was amazing just doing work with him and Indelible, so. Word. Uh, when you were growing up, what were your major musical influences? from inside and outside indigenous music culture? Oh, a big part of it was was just hip hop in general in the 90s, you know? Like, Ill Isle Scratch to Lost Boys to Nas, and you know, when I was sleeping on the streets and in my, my taped up Walkman or whatever, you know, sleeping bus stops because I didn't want to go home, that, that was there for me, you know? And that's really, that's what I latched onto, and it was just, hip hop culture in general saved, saved my life, you know, and that's why, I love hip hop music so much, and as well as you know powwows and uh, you know powwow music as well, right? So that whole goulash of everything pretty much like influenced what I do today. Or that's know? cool, man. Um, yeah. What are your future music plans? Uh, release my eleventh project coming out. Hopefully not this summer, but next summer. I'm gonna spend a lot of time on it. Um, get that video out there, get on a roll out there as much as I can, use that as my, you know, promotional tool, tool. you know, I was fortunate enough to get it played on Rap City on Much Music, um, it's been getting a lot of hits on YouTube, you know, I'm very grateful for all the people checking it out, and yeah, just networking as much as I can, you know, working with as many Vancouver artists all the way across the map, and just really just get my voice out there and help get uh, other people out there as well, um, working on my new studio. Uh, it's a home studio, so I could use it with foster kids and get foster kids in there and street kids to help get their voice heard. Yeah, so just busy. <laughs> yeah, man. If there's anything else you could share with this world of indigenous music culture, what would it be? Oh, man, just just do your best, be yourself, and talk about what you know, you know, and use use our, our instruments. We got tons, you know, we got flutes, we got hand drums, we got rattles, we got, you know, let's, let's inspire our people to keep doing music. Especially our young people. Yeah, you know, self-determination through indigenous music. Yes, sir. Word up. This is RPM FM, Revolutions Permitted Indigenous Music Culture. I'm on the line with Casp. Yes, sir. I want to thank you for talking to us, man. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Word up. Many hijikas. RPM. Indigenous music culture. Revolutions per minute.